it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a lot. Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Green Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie, and a member of the Green Woman Group, which was created from the Healthy Women, Healthy Earth Organization. We are educators, grandmothers, mamas, medical professionals, entrepreneurs, business owners, artists, students, coaches, and women wrapping our lives around making a difference in this world. Well, we are in the midst of a midterm election season with the next general election, voting for president, which is only two years away. And that's not very far. Today, I want to talk about a book I read written by John Della Volpe. V is in Victor, O-L-P-E. So I apologize if I didn't say that right. The name of the book is called Fight. And just that title of the book, I was really attracted to it because why are they writing a book about fighting? Well, it's not at all about that. It's how Gen Zers are channeling their fear and passion to save America. And you know, I really, really highly recommend this book, especially since we are in this world within the next two years and a month here of the voting season in our country. And we really need to vote appropriately. I read this book because, for one, I found the title interesting. And I have grandkids who are Gen Zers. They're the beginning. And so I was curious that they, what they think is going on in our world in the years ahead, which will ultimately affect my life also. The foreword of the book is by David Hogg, who was a student at the Florida Parkland High School shooting spree. And he and his several students traveled the U.S. telling their stories and how these students felt about what happened to them. I also wanted to know how they see the world now and in the future. So I'm actually going to read you the foreword that was in the book, Fight. To my fellow young people who feel let down and abandoned by the nation's leaders, to parents and teachers struggling to understand their children, to the politicians looking for our votes, and to the businesses seeking our loyalty understand this. We are a generation forged by trauma and loss, but we are not defeated. We are a generation forced to grow up in fear of becoming victims of gun violence in our neighborhoods and schools. Heavily in debt, we enter an economy that reduces young people to commodities and squeezes us for profit. We inherit a natural world that may have already reached its tipping point. At every turn, our institutions are failing us and we are paying the price. Half of our generation reports feelings of depression and or anxiety. The government reports our stress levels are twice of those of adults over 30. But rather than becoming cynical, or retreating from these challenges, 
we fight back. For me, that fight started on February 14th, 2018, when a gunman murdered 17 students and staff in my school and tore my community apart. A month later, I stood cold and numb with my classmates before a crowd of millions determined to end the scrooge of gun violence in the country. My message that day was that when people say that your voice doesn't matter, we say no more. We say to those who underestimate us, get your resumes ready. The work and determination of our generation has resulted in stricter gun laws in states across the country and led to record levels of participation in elections that cost many who oppose our political beliefs their jobs. But it is not enough. Violence pervades our cities and towns, and our fellow citizens continue to be gunned down by militarized police departments across the country. Every day I'm emboldened by courage, by the courage, compassion, and commitment of our community. Never before has a generation been so devoted to serving justice and solving the underlying issues that hold so many in America back from pursuing their best lives. Never before has a generation been as connected as ours with an ability to turn simple school strike into a global movement that has upended politics as we know it. To young people who aspire to join our fight, know that the challenge will not be easy. The increasingly sophisticated use of technology employed to promote conflict, sow discord, divide us, and spread distorted and extremist views makes it easy to distract us from our goals. But every day we are winning. Every day when an 18-year-old registers to vote or fights for the rights of someone they've never met, we are winning. Whatever role you choose to play to make your community and our country stronger, whether you are young or old, know that you are not alone. I encourage you to be conscious of your own health, mental and physical. Reach out and stay connected to your community and friends. Listen and be open to the advice and wisdom of others whose experience are different from yours. After the Parkland shooting, when I was meeting with local activists from Chicago, I was introduced to Martin Luther King's Jr. Six Principles of Nonviolence. The final principle states that, in quotes, the universe is on our side of justice. The nonviolent resistor has deep faith that justice will eventually win, end quote. Today, I am more confident than ever. As a generation, our faith has often been tested and our resolve continues to grow. Peace, David Hogg. What an amazing child. And soon, hopefully, he might be running for office. Okay, so who and what is Generation Z known as these Zoomers? Well, as the author explains, which I'm going to read to you, this is the story of Generation Z. Its members include a group of about 70 million young people in America, born in roughly a 20-year period beginning in the middle 1990s. And that's my grandchildren. 
They are the most diverse and most educated generation in history. Approximately half are white, non-Hispanic, a quarter are Hispanic, 14% are black, 6% are Asian, and 5% are either of mixed race or another background. Zoomers are more likely than any other generation to be raised in a household where at least one parent has a bachelor's degree and a majority of recent high school graduates are enrolled in a two or four year college or university. Less than 80% of Gen Z's put themselves in the straight or heterosexual bucket. Those in Gen Z are more than twice as likely, which is about 12% as millennials, to self-identify as bisexual and six times as likely as Generation X. About one-third of the Generation Zers say they know someone who prefers to use gender-neutral pronouns. This compares to a quarter of a millennials and 16% of the Gen Xers who say the same. Tethered to their screens and connected to the world, Gen Zers have never known their country at peace. How sad. The oldest Zoomers, including my own children, were just starting their education when 19 terrorists hijacked four airplanes on September 11, 2001, killing almost 3,000 people. They are old enough to have voted for or against Donald Trump in two presidential elections. The youngest Gen Zers were forced to attend elementary school from home during the COVID-19 lockdown. Many learned to write and solve math problems through Zoom. The joy that recess and play dates with non-socially distanced friends can bring delayed. Millennials, sometimes referred to as Generation Y, can be thought of as their older cousins. The oldest millennials born when Reagan was president and now settling into careers less likely than previous generations to have a spouse or children at this stage of their lives. Those that do are snapping up suburban and exurban homes wherever they can. With community service and volunteerism in their DNA, many continue to serve their country at home and through military service abroad. One even made a pretty good run for the Democratic nomination for president in 2020 and now serves in the Biden cabinet. The parents of Generation Z were mostly born in the 1960s and 1970s. We know them as Generation X, a label used at various times since the 1950s to describe alienated youths. In the 1980s, it finally stuck on a generation that displays centrist tendencies in a political climate that celebrates the extremes and is sandwiched between the larger baby boomer and the millennial cohorts. Solidly middle-aged, many are currently shepherding their children through high school or college while caring for aging parents during their peak earning years. Generation X is shouldering much stress. Generation X writer Alex Williams reminds us that less than half of the people born during the time consider themselves part of a generation 
They lack the strong ties and central identity other generations have in common. Generation Zs, the Zoomers, grandparents commonly straddle two generations. Those in their 60s and early 70s represent baby boomers, so named after the uptick of a post-World War II birth date that began in the mid-40s. Others who are now in their mid-70s or older are part of the silent generation, a relatively small bunch born between the Great Depression and the start of the Second World War that birthed rock and roll, the civil rights movement, and our current 46th president. To understand Generation Zers, who they are and why they do what they do, we need to understand who raised them, who came before, and who are still present in their lives. Millennials, Gen X, baby boomers, and the silent generation are coexistent with the Generation Z. Zoomers are America's youngest cousins, children, and grandchildren. The values, actions, and attitudes of these older generations continue to shape, oppose, and increasingly in turn be shaped by those of Generation Z. Well, I have to tell you, my grandkids, I have one that's 17 and one that's 15, and they're going to be the upcoming of this Generation Z. And this Generation Z, the ones who have graduated are in college, they're, a lot of them are looking at politics. And I really think that um, we need to take heed and listen to what they have to say. The way and where the world is going, I know that I am a part of this ecosystem and in this world, and I need to be a participant. So I encourage everyone to be involved and be informed about your candidates in your areas. We all need to get out and vote in all our elections. So now I would like to leave you with a quote. And this was actually one um, that was in the book, and it's from Stephanie Rule. Quote, a deep dive into the Gen Z voter's brain that provides the reader with a detailed understanding of what issues have become supremely important. It shows this generation's complexity as individuals, not just as a voting block, end quote. As always, I would like to give you all a big thank you for tuning in and listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share the podcast or tell a friend, download and subscribe. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, to name a few. Until next time, stay informed, be healthy, live green, and become an activist for your own health, the health of your family, and the health of Mother Earth, our true home. Keep it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a lot, thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got.